0: And good morning. Yo go. yo, happy morning. Long time no see. Indeed, how's uh, stuff? Not too bad. Not too bad. It's been a busy week. Uh, you know, still having some problems with my lumbar, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I feel like I, I still haven't slept too much. Yeah interestingly it sounds like your kid in the background's singing like the same song that they were singing last time <laughs> he likes
1: a song yeah I know.
0: <laughs> he likes getting up with me in the morning and
1: uh, broken record man <laughs> so uh have you been playing anything <laughs> not at all not at all, not I, all? I, yeah not at all I, i've just been yeah kind of overwhelmed with stuff it's actually i'd say it's interesting or it's it sucks but like in terms of like length of time, I haven't played anything. This is probably one of the longer spells, like, across my life. It's just been really busy. I mean, you know, adulting, right? Um, a lot yeah. of moving parts and stuff. Uh, uh, yeah. It's it's a weird thing, I guess. I feel like video games were always such a huge hobby for me. Um, and, I mean, they remain so. But, like, in, just in terms of how I choose my time, I just recently have had to use my time for other things, I guess. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's actually been kind of, I almost want to say nice, like not nice, not playing games, but just, I guess, I don't know, doing some different things for once after playing games regularly for 30 years or something. Yeah. So, um, yeah, not too much. Uh, still playing. We, we fired up, um, uh, Mario galaxy again recently I think last weekend um yeah just to finish the special world and I just got really frustrated um because I actually don't like how they do it um if you remember say I don't know uh Mario World you beat the whole game and they give you a special world cool Mm -hmm. you can choose not to do the special world you can do the special world if you want whatever right Mario Galaxy um have you how far did you play I think you didn't like Galaxy and you like Odyssey maybe Odyssey works the same way certainly some of the older ones did but um the way Mario Galaxy works is like each stage has between one in three stars or more with secret mm-hmm. stars and stuff available. And the whole goal yeah. of the game is to get all these stars and beat all the levels, right? But yeah. You know what what,
0: you... what what I found annoying about Galaxy uh, mm-hmm. is that it's it takes the Mario sixty four approach where mm-hmm. you go into the level and you're targeting a specific thing and mm-hmm. you get it and then you exit the level and mm-hmm. then you have to re-enter the level again mm-hmm. yep. to keep yep. going.
1: Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't know. I kind of don't mind that tremendously. I guess. I mean, it's interesting. Because there would be different ways to do it. But what I don't like is like at different stages in the game, you get these gates where it's Mm -hmm. like to proceed, you need 60 stars. So there's been however many levels, like probably once you get to that gate, at that point, you have like I tend to try and get all not all the stars, but like I just get all the obvious stars. And so Mm -hmm. typically I'd get to some gate where I need 60 stars and there's only been say 30 levels, but I've gotten like two or three stars out of each, so I just passed the gate. Once you get to the special area, once I get to the gate, almost always I had that many stars. And so near the end of the game, the gates get more and more, like, I don't know, annoying because they get higher and higher numbers. And I I would get to a gate and I would be two stars short, so I'd have to go back and find levels where I missed like a special star or something and get the special star. And then finally I have enough stars I can proceed. That's okay. But now that I've beaten the game and I get to the special world, I just want to play the special levels. And they have those gates again. So to play through special world, I have to go back through the game and find mm-hmm. random stages where there's stars I didn't get and beat those special stars so that I can have enough stars to pass the gate to get to the special the next special level that I unlocked by beating the game. <laughs> now the thing is, especially at this point, the only stars I didn't get are the really annoying ones, like the stupid. Mm-hmm. like I hate mini games, like the stupid like races you have to do and just whatever other dumb things. Like I didn't get those. So to yep. even get to all the special levels and just be able to say, Yeah, I beat everything. I just went through all the levels. I have to go back and do the levels I hate. So I was getting frustrated and, and put it down. <laughs> pretty quick actually.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's um with the gating, I, I recently played through uh Sackboy a big adventure. Uh-huh. And they do the same thing and I didn't I didn't care for that approach either. Um not a fan, yeah. What so so it's like it's more like um I guess the way they treat it is more like if you're playing Mario Three. Like imagine mm-hmm. that there's all these levels that you have to do mm-hmm. and they're and they're somewhat in sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, but then in order to get to the airship at the very end of the level, you have to have certain amount of collectibles f- that you get from each level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like you can do the level and not complete, not find any collectibles at all, and then you can finish the level and move on to the next one. And then you can find yourself at the end of the world and you have to now go back and, and collect stuff in order to do it because they don't let you do it unless you have the certain number Mm -hmm. to unlock it. Yeah. And what, what I found annoying about that is that the, the reverse wasn't true. Like if you did five levels and got all of the collectibles, you in theory had enough that you could unlock the boss, Mm -hmm. but they didn't let you until you had done all the levels. (laughs) Got it. Okay. So, so it, it, it felt weird in that sense that like they were gating it through these two different methods instead of just one. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, they have the same sort of thing. You beat the game, and it unlocks a little special world. And for those ones, you have to have like way more collectibles than ever before. So, <laughs> I just, you know, I think we were like ten short of being able to, to unlock one of the levels. And and those special worlds were just like so, uh, like the difficulty curve was just like so steep compared to everything else that was in the game that it was just like this isn't even worth it i don't i'm not having fun i don't want to do this i want to just move on to a new game at this point yeah so so it it felt kind of disappointing like my son was like hooked on the game and, and wanted to keep doing it but i'm just like can we no can we just do something new like we've been doing this for like five weeks in a row i just want to do something new yeah,
1: I I suggested to the kids we just move on to the next Mario and they seemed okay with it and then we went and did something else anyway and I haven't gotten around to it but I I suspect I'll start playing Mario uh, Odyssey with them at some point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um I I think I've mentioned once or twice that I think that's like the best Mario game. So, um I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting you guys to play through it. I Yeah, no, I I'm I'm <laughs> I, I feel like don't, don't rush it on my behalf, but I'm <laughs> eagerly
1: awaiting it. <laughs> i feel like my response to that which i'll give again here was just like i feel like probably at any given time the newest one is the best one um maybe and i think your attitude was that like or your your opinion was that odyssey was like leaps and bounds uh in a way and which so i am eager to to play it um like I, i've played it briefly and liked it i just don't remember it yeah. being like it just felt like you know galaxy and sunshine to me so i, I just haven't gotten to those i haven't I given mean, it, I, yeah i just haven't dug in enough I, guess. I mean,
0: I mean it's it's good if the, if that's your opinion is that all the newer ones have been better than the previous ones. Um, for me I really enjoyed uh, Super Mario World and then I didn't enjoy Mario 64 or Mario Sunshine or Mario Galaxy and I haven't played Mario Galaxy 2 but for for me the 3D games have just I, I have not enjoyed them. I almost but, feel like
1: it's a different series though like you get yeah. to Mario World and then you restart everything with 64 and so Mario yeah. World is the newest well I guess now there's all the the other 2D ones, but for the longest time, that was kind of the premier 2D one. And then you had the yeah. 3D ones, but yeah, no fair, fair. Um, I, I, did you play them I, at the time? Cause I feel like at the time they were incredible. And then, I like, played
0: Mario 64 at the time and I was just like, this is trash. I'm playing final fantasy seven.
1: <laughs> I hated, uh, I, I actually hated, I was really disappointed by um, Zelda 64 at the time,
0: which I think we've talked right. about and everyone else like
1: love, 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 loved it and wouldn't shut up about it. And I
0: was like, oh. Yeah. I, I had never played. Uh, I, I played Ocarina at the first time uh, in 2010. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I, I suffered through it until I got <laughs> to the end. And then, uh, I think I just got too busy moving and then I never picked it up again.
1: <laughs> That's funny. I uh, think I enjoyed it ish. Like it was fine, but it, it didn't blow my mind or anything. And then I hated Majora's mask, like literal, like final yeah. fantasy eight level, like those two tie for my least favorite game.
0: Yeah. Um, <sighs> anyway, yeah, it's, a. Uh, I don't know. I I I played through Mario sixty four at the time, and I I think I collected all the stars back when it was new. Like my next door neighbor had an N sixty four, and we we traded. I think I think he borrowed my PlayStation, and I borrowed his N sixty four for like a month. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was it was fun, but I really hated the camera on mm-hmm. it. Like I, I get really frustrated in three D games when I am trying to look at something, and then the camera just won't let me. Yeah. Um. But but I I feel like Mario Odyssey is the first 3D Mario that I've like really enjoyed. Hmm. I mean, uh, I enjoyed Galaxy,
1: so I imagine I'll enjoy Odyssey.
0: I just haven't gotten to it. Maybe, maybe I would have felt differently if I'd done Galaxy first, um, but I did Odyssey first and then Galaxy, and and I just I really again, it's like I hate the camera controls on it or lack thereof. Interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know. I didn't find them terrible. I mean, it felt
1: like a step above previous games. So I think it's like, I'm, I'm coming from the perspective, like my base is whatever, probably 60, Mario 64 and Sunshine and your base mm-hmm. is Odyssey. So <laughs> yeah, there's probably, um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where my threshold is for like 3D camera annoyance. I found it okay in, in mm-hmm. Galaxy. I don't really remember any particular hiccups and you could, there is a control where you can like change the view. Uh, I don't know if you just didn't discover it or something, but like anytime that like, yeah. I, I did need him to like, I did need the camera to be oriented differently, which is very rare. Uh, I, yeah. you know, you have that option. So.
0: I, I just remember like, uh, there was like a, a space, uh, level where there's like, bullet yeah. I I haven't played all of them, but the, there's like bullet bills. Like it's, it's like you're like in outer space and you're like launching yourself in orbit around stuff i don't know if that describes the whole game or not practically but yeah sure (laughs) i think
1: it was a little more of that early like little planets instead of big stretched out areas anyway yeah
0: yeah um uh, i wish i could describe it better than that uh but but uh, anyway i remember like flipping around the the gravity on the different planets and it's just like i wanted to like control the camera and i just couldn't but anyway um Whoever enjoys it, uh, enjoy. <laughs> well, I beat the game, both of them, and I'm done. So I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I've been playing a, a, a few smaller games. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's been a few weeks since the last time we really caught up on if we've mm-hmm. even been playing anything. So in that time, um, I, I beat um, five games. Okay. What um, are they? Um, one of them was The Beginner's Guide, um, which is uh, made by the same uh, guy that made. Uh, the Stanley parable. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's, it's interesting cause these, most of these aren't really game games. Like, it's like in the sense of Mario, like there's no like lives Edith and stuff. Edith Finch kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, so beginner's guide is kind of interesting in that, uh, like it, there's less to do than there is an Edith Finch. It's, mm-hmm. it's an hour and a half and, and you walk around and it's, it's basically a short film that you kind of feel like you're controlling the pacing of a little bit. I see. Um, so it, it it it's interesting. I enjoy it. It's like talking about um, creativity and how when you're making games, whether or not there's an obligation to like appease the fans, or whether or not to just create stuff for yourself and whatnot. So I, f- I found it kind of interesting. It's
1: interesting they scoped that to uh, making games. I just feel like that could be basically any creative
0: endeavor. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's because he's a game developer. And yeah. so he's doing it through the lens of like... His life or whatever. He's doing it through the lens of he knew a game developer who was creating these little vignettes on, on his own. And he would send the stuff to uh, the, the, the creator of this game. And he would enjoy them. I, I hate using the word he so many times instead of names because I don't remember their names. <laughs> sure but it seems so... Which of these two people am I talking about? Um, so so developer A made this game and developer B is the um, uh, fictional character who creates games in his spare time and sure. sends stuff to, to creator A. Um, and the creator A is so distraught over the fact that creator B has stopped making games that he shares all of the games with us, the audience, and gives us a walkthrough of what they are and why they're neat and why he felt they were important. And uh, so, I don't know, it's 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 kind of neat.
1: Yeah, that that there's an appeal in the way that pitch goes. I, that feels like it might be neat. Um,
0: and and it's an hour and a half. I don't know if you ever tried Stanley Parable.
1: No, I'm I've I've seen I've looked over people's shoulders at game <laughs>
0: conventions and whatnot, but it's it's an interesting one because it it's kind of like an Edith Finch experience as well, like where there's not really much to do, but mm. as you walk through the environment, there's a narrator describing what you're doing Mm -hmm. which changes depending on what you're doing so like if you follow the if you follow the narration then you get a very short story but if you start going against the narrator then the narrator starts getting mad and like punishing you and like changing stuff around and stuff uh it's it's a it's a really interesting experience about like uh freedom of choice how long is it uh it it depends on how many times you want to play through it uh i see <laughs> I, I i think i think it's like 15 minutes if you just like follow what the narrator tells you to do
1: gotcha otherwise <laughs> it, it expands uh, indefinitely unfolds yeah. Uh, yeah. differently yeah yeah
0: yeah um so it's it's interesting because both of these are like these very artistic uh productions about like uh choice mm-hmm. i think and uh what's interesting is uh a few years back i volunteered for the indie mega booth yeah and uh i happened to uh, this guy here i, I really need to, i'm thinking alexander pope um, that's the
1: that's the guy who made
0: uh, papers please right so that's is not he, right um so who did stanley parable
1: is alexander is his name something pope
0: uh, alexander davy redden so um Davey Redden wanted to go for lunch, so as a volunteer at the Mega booth, I watched over his booth and, and, and helped demo Stanley Parable. Uh, and Davey didn't come back from lunch. <laughs> I kind of vaguely remember that.
1: I vaguely remember that. By the way, it's Lucas Pope, just for just right. Is right is the is the um, Papers Please guy.
0: Papers Please, yeah. Uh So I I could never figure out whether like something came up and he just couldn't come back or if he, this was like part of his uh experiment and to see what would people how people would react to situations uh because I was supposed to be watching his booth for like an hour and I think I ended up doing it for like three or four
1: brutal you should, should reach out we should reach out to him and see if there, that was an experiment he was actually just watching you the whole time from like somewhere with binoculars yeah yeah the- <laughs> that's great though that's really funny uh,
0: yeah so i played through that uh i played through that dragon cancer mm-hmm. which is a, a two-hour story that uh i i really hate when it's these personal stories and i don't know people's names so i'm going to take the time to look up his name
1: i'm aware of it by the way his son had cancer
0: uh, right and Green. Yeah. so it's it's a, a two-hour short film basically about mm-hmm. uh, joel green's uh, four-year fight through cancer um mm-hmm. uh, and uh it's a really weird game um
1: that's another it, one that i think i've watched over some shoulders i'm pretty sure they brought that to pax or something but i like i'm well aware of it but i, I don't know anything about it because i haven't actually played it
0: it's it's interesting because it's like you don't um I feel like it worked better as a game than it would have as a short film, even though it could have been a short film, mm-hmm. because I feel like part of the what's interesting about the game is this feeling of helplessness that you get uh, okay. by these constant flow of terribly controlled sequences. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the fact that it's difficult for you to control is what makes the situation more relatable.
1: Yeah, I can totally get that. Yeah.
0: Uh, so uh, it was interesting. I, I've been I've been catching up on a bunch of smaller games. Uh, mm-hmm. Another one was Potato Man seeks the truth.
1: <laughs> I haven't heard of that one.
0: <laughs> it's um, I guess comparable to V V V V V V. Okay. Yeah. Which uh, you it, hated, I recall. Yeah, this one's shorter and easier. V V V
1: is like forty minutes.
0: Yeah, this one took me forty minutes, um, but I don't know. It felt more palatable for some reason. Uh, sure. Sure. It it was only five levels uh, and they were, it it was, it took skills to get through them. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I died quite a few times, but it was, it was was better than I was expecting. It was one of those ones that I got in like a humble, the humble freedom bundle, I think several years back. And it's something I'd never heard of. And I I had discounted it as something I would never play, but then I, I just decided I would start playing through a few shorter games and that was something I owned already. So why not? yeah and gotcha. it, it, it i i think i think it's one you might enjoy it's like vvvvv where it's it's very short and platforming <laughs>
1: <laughs> those are the two check boxes you have for for me to like the game right
0: yeah exactly <laughs> yeah
1: it's it's not the farthest thing from truth but yeah i I listened to you talk <laughs> about um the my dragon that dragon cancer and um uh, the beginner, what was it called? Sorry. Beginner guide, Beginner's guide. Yeah. yeah. And it's, this is just very, not my type of game, of course. Yeah. Um, at the same time, like, did I, did I ever tell, I, f- I might've already told this in the podcast. I feel like I'm already like, we're not that far into the podcast. And I'm repeating stories, but there was, I remember I was at this party one time and I got in this big argument, not argument, but like, I just remember there was some like mass, like whatever arts master's degree person. who was being really obnoxious about everything and what's going on about how like video games could never be like uh, yeah, artistic yeah, yeah. prop, uh, product or something, yeah. and you know, I am not one of those people that would be like mad, or I'd just be like, whatever, I, you know, sure, that's your opinion. I don't care.
0: I, I, I don't even. You just you just raise your hand and be like, wrong. <laughs>
1: well, to me, everything can be art. right? It's a really weird statement. Like, like I don't know, shoes can be art. You design the shoes in a certain way, and now the mm-hmm. shoes look different. Like, like you are walking down the street, dance down the street, like in a way that's art. Like, every, everything can be art. Right? It's just a weird, obnoxious statement. Um, but anyway, I remember, like the next day, we went to this this uh, person's like show and their whole show was all these like, 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 I think their, their, um, uh, focus for their masters was on, um, new media or interactive media or something. And it was all these interactive media things. It was all these, like, it was almost like, like she had filmed herself doing a few different things. And then you, you stand in front of the TV and you do something. And then she would mimic it because she had pre-filmed a few different things or something. And I just remember thinking like, you know, video game is kind of a loaded term, but this, this is an audio visual experience you're doing here. Like what, why is this okay? But these other things are not right. I think in my mm-hmm. mind, she was like, she decided that a video game was this, whatever, right. Commercial thing that people need to shoot things and get a score to raise up and whatever. But my point, I guess, like I, I actually, I recognize that there's just this, you know, you have this audio visual interactive medium and you can do so many things with it. Mm-hmm. And when I say I'm not into something like, um, uh, I don't know that dragon cancer, uh, it's cause I'm into really gamey gamey, like magic, the gathering rule set mm-hmm. type stuff. And that's my, my passion, if you will. But like, I totally recognize the value of such experiences. I, I mm-hmm. think it's, it's awesome. They exist. I just, <laughs> I, I might not, uh, uh, provide my hour and a half to it.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's totally fair to, uh, be somewhat adverse to, uh, a message that's being communicated via a certain medium. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm not a fan of quilting, right? So if <laughs> quilting can't be art. Yeah, but like you know, someone could make a quilt about their battle with cancer, and it's a very important thing to him. And there's going to be tons of people that appreciate that. And, and yeah. I'm unfortunately not going to be one of those people, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so same deal. Totally. Yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah, it's a uh, it's platformy and it's short, so. <laughs> <laughs> right up my alley yeah <laughs> uh another one i tried uh, is monster prom, monster um, prom. Okay. which is like a, a dating sim i guess oh and, i think i know the one yeah yeah, yeah yeah uh didn't didn't enjoy it at all but it was only an hour so uh you know i can say i beat it uh <laughs> cool i've i've played dating sims and stuff that i've enjoyed i think my the best uh uh, example of one that I've enjoyed was Persona Four. Yeah, because
1: uh, <laughs> um, it's kind of got some
0: other things going on. Yeah, it's not the game itself; it's part of the game. Um, and I, 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 enjoy I like it that, when they do that. Yeah, I enjoy that mechanic of like building relationships with some characters and losing relationships with other characters. It's just uh, I don't know. It it's it's it. I don't know. I need more than just that.
1: That's. I I almost like at one point I wanted to make a game that was like almost like say an art a JRPG or whatever, mm-hmm. but like not fighting. Like it was all about relationship building and stuff. And, yeah. Like you had to like succeed as a person. Like it's I, in retrospect, it would probably be one of those games that's like interesting and fun to make, but not necessarily to play. I don't know. Maybe like I I think there's a lot you can do outside of just fighting, 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 fighting. Mm-hmm. Like that's when I load up a modern, I don't know whatever some RPG or whatever, and it's just fighting, fighting, fighting. Fight. I'm just like. <laughs> Come on, can't we do anything else now? Like, I, I, I'd love to see them make an interesting game with interesting decisions. That's not just fight, fight, fight. It's not even interesting anymore when you're just mashing the button. Anyway, this, I'm everything you say. I, I pull it in some weird uh, digression. Yeah. So go on. I, I,
0: I constantly <laughs> wonder whether or not you would like Undertale.
1: I should play it because I feel like you brought it up a few times.
0: It's, it's. Um... I, I enjoyed the game. I don't enjoy it to the extent that the fan base seems to enjoy it. Uh, I, I think you said it was, I forget what you said, hugely flawed, but but worth a spin or something like that. I, I think if I were to play it today for the first time, having having played Nier Automata and grown a little bit more used to bullet hell type games, mm-hmm. I, I would enjoy it. I, I was turned off of it because of how geared it was towards bullet hell gameplay at the time. Um, but I, I think I can appreciate that more today. Interesting.
1: Whereas I always loved like Radiant Silver Gun and Ikaruga and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's a cross between a JRPG and a bullet hell game. And it uh, toys with that idea of of there can be more to a game than just fighting. Hmm. Um, It's it's probably one you you should find time for someday. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Among all the other thousands of games that you should make time for. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? Um, I literally just wrote it down, so that doesn't mean anything, but I'll I'll follow up and think about it. <laughs> I'll think speaking, about moving it up my list.
0: Speaking of making time for stuff, I feel uh, guilty because I feel like I've just commandeered half the podcast here uh, towards what our topic wasn't. Uh, and part of what our topic is supposed to be is how hard it is to find time for <laughs> projects.
1: <laughs> for projects. Well, you're succeeding in finding time for games, and that's awesome. Um, which,
0: which, I mean, these ones that I all men- mentioned, uh, the Beginner's Guide was an hour and a half, dra- Dragon Cancer yeah. was two, Potato Man at one, Monster Prom one. So, and that's over like a five-week period yeah
1: i also i i do think finding time for games i don't know what your experience is in my experience finding time for games versus projects is still a very mm-hmm. different thing i mean yeah. games there's social games which i really do enjoy but like i can be exhausted at the end of a work day my kids mm-hmm. screamed at me all day i'm grouchy whatever and like it's like 9 p.m and i can sit down and play whatever smash brothers for two hours but like i just uh, i just don't have the energy to like start working on a project so like i, I feel like making time for a project and making time for like games or very, very leisurely things is a very different thing for me. Yeah. It's Uh, it's like
0: uh, you're finding time to unwind versus finding time to do something that quote unquote matters. Yeah. (laughs) Matters. Well, I almost find like
1: I would divide it into passive activities and active activities for myself personally. Whereas like, Mm -hmm. we're like, I guess like playing a game can be a very passive thing. You read the text, you move like, Ideally, it's not. My favorite games are the ones that are not, where you're very involved in making decision pro- uh, and making decisions, and it's interesting. But you know, say Mario, you load it, you run to the left, you jump, you react, like it's pretty unwindy type behavior, right? Whereas like making a game is a lot of thinking and planning and stuff. I guess my my point is like I'm, I'm thinking of like like a, if you're studying something, it's just easy to sit down and just like read it kind of. And it's a fairly passive activity, even though it's, I mean, maybe that's a project, maybe it's not, I don't know. There's certain activities. I just find a- active activities are the hardest thing to make time for because yeah. you have to make the time, but you also have to not be exhausted. Yeah. And like, especially projects, especially with other people, all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's like, you have to schedule those blocks of time and then the kids are like yep. doing their thing. And that's when, and time zones, like between you and I, man, all these like, just all that kind of thing is is always a lot of. Uh, uh, there's just a lot of headwinds.
0: Yeah. Um, I I feel like you've mentioned a couple times uh, wanting intentionally to play fewer games this year. Is that something that you've been doing to try to make time for projects, or or at least for other pastimes? <laughs> or... You
1: nailed it. Uh, so I have been intentionally like i'll still play games like the kids are like hey let's play a game i'll be like sure whatever but i'm I'm Mm -hmm. kind of like temporarily this isn't some sort of permanent thing but just i've been temporarily avoiding deliberately playing games like you know tomorrow i'm going to make five hours to like just play through this game or something like that Mm -hmm. or like you know like we always talk about these lists we have um i've just kind of cooled on that a little bit um i i've been doing some self-contemplation too i think i've always really enjoyed activities that make me feel like i'm learning something or, or getting better at something mm-hmm. um and when i think of like games for the longest time like i always wanted to be involved in games in some way and play games it kind of i was more like you are now i think where it's like i mean you're actually doing it so you 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 exceeded anything i i really really did but like i had this idea that i would be making games or working in games and so playing games was of course an unwinding activity but it was also like you know i'm analyzing the game i have to play a bunch of games to get Mm -hmm. a good understanding of how to make games well if you want to be a filmmaker you're probably watching lots of films if you want to be a i don't know like some sports example if you want to be a football player you watch all the other teams play and you master their techniques or whatever right just that kind of thing Mm -hmm. so there's always that kind of back of mind thing um also like i don't know um like any game where you can kind of learn something i guess like like some of the adventure games where you're like going through some cool like future and they just talk about stuff a lot there's a lot of interesting stuff there i just find like i've i've felt less of that satisfaction playing games Mm -hmm. lately because, you know, I'm not really aiming for a game industry job right now. Um, It'd be Mm -hmm. cool to make something on the side. I keep having those ideas, but like it's kind of fizzled a few times and I've kind of I've cooled on it lately and I don't know, I just don't derive the same like learning advancement pleasure I I used to always get out of games um, Mm. lately, lately. Um, And it was the same with movies. I used to watch so many movies and it was always like I want to be grow up to be like a film critic or I'm going to have this film blog. Once I kind of cooled on that idea, all of a sudden the movies became less interesting. It's almost like they need to serve some purpose or I'm, I'm less mm. excited or something like that. And so lately, I mean, you know, jobs has been busy. Uh, I've been, um, I've still been drawing a bunch. Uh, I'm just trying to like, I don't know, just do other things, uh, uh, hang out with the kids a little more. Um, so yeah, to answer your question, I, I have been kind of intentionally doing other things with my time, I guess.
0: So I'm, I'm just curious though, like, uh, I feel like you've mentioned reading more manga in the past? Like, are you substituting that time with like different leisure activities or are there actual uh, projects that you're trying to make some sort of headway on as well? Um, I guess just getting better at drawing is the project.
1: Uh, and it doesn't have some sort of concrete end goal. It's just for fun. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not meant to be anything. Like I'm not trying to, I don't know, replace my career or something. But yeah. that activity has given me that enjoyment that i used to get from all these other things and yeah, so uh, yeah. there's been a lot of that i guess like your comment of like reading comics or something like that's i, I think that, that goes in line with like when i wanted to make games i played games when yeah, i wanted yeah, to have something yeah. to do with film i made I, I watched film and it's almost like now that i'm kind of into like that more it's like just exposing myself more it's just yeah. really fun uh that felt like you're asking so i'm telling you I, it feels really weird like i don't I, I don't know if this is if this even makes sense it's just how i tend to be that's why yeah. i don't really like i don't like advertise myself as like, you know, I'm this, I'm this awesome artist or something. it's just really, yeah. it's just for fun. Right. Um,
0: but start up your art station. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. Get that going. Um, but yeah. Um, also just like, uh, uh, kid stuff, like they're starting to get more and more interested in, in kind of art stuff and, and obviously games a little bit, like most of my gaming has been with, with the kids. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've, that's kind of where I'm at right now. It's a, it's a weird place to be cause I've, I feel like, A lot of it if i'm honest is just uh planning for the next few years and job busyness too Mm -hmm. because like once your job gets busy enough it's like you have to i guess i just had more mind share on other things before my job was as busy as it is now um and so i'm wondering if i can like like we always talk about early retirement and stuff i'm just wondering what i'm going to do over the next few years maybe focus kind of on really nailing the job now and then either retiring early or i don't know switching into a like a a career that's less uh demanding and Mm -hmm. then at that point doing kind of more like maybe get back into game development stuff on the side and at that point um i think i would like that would motivate me to be more into like games and stuff so yeah i don't know I, i don't know that i'm just doing other hobbies i think it's more like i'm doing more kind of again learning based things that sounds weird but like you know drawing feels like i'm getting better so it's i'm practicing I'm, I'm doing something even like i think i mentioned i started going to the gym again just mm-hmm. the most boring thing in the universe i hate it <laughs> but like i'm getting something out of it and i don't know it's a big thing for me recently
0: so. you, you say it's a, you say it's the most boring thing but i imagine that any of the masters of the universe they must have gone to the gym because he-man is pretty a little bit a little bit yeah
1: yeah people who like that's their life to go to the gym all the time that's cool. I'm not, I would never criticize. I just I, I wonder how they got into that mindset because I just don't find it
0: interesting. I mean i I think it's I think it's peop- whenever you have any hobby, I think there's like this motivation to get good at the hobby, mm-hmm, yeah. and and I think a lot of people really are interested in like bulking up and and getting as many reps in as they can or being able to run X amount of distance without stopping and stuff and i don't know for some reason i've never i very rarely have had that sort of interest when it comes to physical activities i Mm -hmm. i I used to do a lot of rock climbing and i it it was weird because it's it's always i kind of dreaded going yeah Um, yeah. (laughs) it's like it's like if i wasn't going to the gym with someone else who needed me to be there so that he could do it too Mm i I probably wouldn't have gone. And I mean, yep. you look at me today, I don't go, <laughs> <laughs> but, but that said, I loved it so much when I was actually in the process of doing it. Yep. yep. And, and I yeah, would, yeah. I would go three times a week rock climbing and, and I, I, um, there's different grades to the difficulty of the walls. And like when I started, I couldn't like hang off of the wall. <laughs> like, like there's inclines, which are basically you're climbing on a roof and it's just like, mm-hmm. I couldn't, get my feet up so that like all four of my limbs were touching the roof simultaneously at first
1: are are we talking about like it's almost like you're on the underside of a roof yeah 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 yeah. okay yeah like you're you're literally Uh, hanging you're not just on top of the roof right
0: yeah no I mean if if I was on top of the roof and I couldn't get all four limbs that would that would be a whole (laughs) issue yeah I was trying to imagine what was going
1: on I was imagining you like slipping down the the slope or something
0: yeah (laughs) no 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 uh yeah incline is when you're uh basically hanging from the Mm -hmm. ceiling um or or a slope and and it's like when when the first night i went i couldn't just hang Mm -hmm. i I was that out of shape uh and then you know so the difficulty curve i think started at like a grade seven and then went up to eight nine and then the tens I think it's like an exponential curve or something how they mm, get difficult, yeah. so by the time you get to ten, they start separating it into like ten a b and then I was at like eleven b I think was the difficulty I was at I, I, th- I think it only goes up to like thirteen or something right um so i was I was doing pretty comp pretty good level walls by the time I finished um and then i I moved and lost my climbing partner and and had a really hard time ever getting back into it, but yeah. I think that's the same thing with like going to the gym is just like uh, a lot of people have partners or they have the the trainers or whatever to, to help force them to actually do it. But you get those burst of hormones and stuff when you're actually in the process that it's, it's enjoyable and easy to keep at it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I get that too. It's almost a social thing. I guess for me, I'm less interested in like something about like more creative pursuits, like making games or drawing or something. It's Mm -hmm. like, I mean yeah you could be you could make a terrible game or you can draw and your art sucks shit or something but like it's still kind of yours you know what I mean like like you're making something unique whereas like if you were just a runner like you have a max speed you have like your best time like there's going to be people out there who are strictly better no matter how you look at it right like they're faster than you and like i don't know like the the less the more the the less you can really just measure something by how like it's good or it's bad. I'm a little more into it, I guess. Like like that's why like some like very physical activity, like how much can you lift or how 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 fast can you run the marathon, aren't really interesting to me because they're just numbers. They don't mean anything. You're either mm-hmm. competing with others or you're not. You're just trying to make yourself healthy. But kind of who cares? Whereas like if you're like a, a singer songwriter or something like that kind of hobby, I don't know. I think that's really cool because there's no you can't really like objectively measure like okay that, that guy's an eight as a singer but this other person's an 8.5 so we'll just go with mm. 8.5 like it's different styles you know what i mean like i like that a lot the other yeah. thing i like i guess is like hobbies you can take to old age <laughs> it's weird to think about it but like i've never been i always wonder about people who are like bodybuilders or sports stars or models or something because like someday you're going to be 50 60 and you're going to lose everything right whereas if you're like a chess star or an artist or something like you know maybe you you yeah. get a little slower or you draw differently or something. I don't know, whatever, but like you kind of, it's not something that just goes away because you're older now.
0: I mean, I, I guess it's interesting when you think of that terms. Cause like, you know, a bodybuilder is going to be able to continue bodybuilding much longer than I am. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I just don't do it. Like I I threw my back out. I don't, I don't even know how, I don't think I did anything to exert myself. (laughs) You like slept Uh, in the wrong angle. We suck. Getting older sucks, man. (laughs)
1: It's it's like your pillow was a little rotated that night and now you're all bit out of shape. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Um, But, but I mean like there's hundred year olds running marathons and stuff. Like I, I feel like if it's, if that's something you're interested in, you can take it into old age, you know, assuming you don't get hit by a car or something.
1: Yeah. Um, it, it, you, you re, I don't know. You're right. And I hope people think that way. I remember that was what I was assumed. Like, you know, if I was like a bodybuilder, what's the point? Cause someday I'll be 16. It won't matter. Or like something like that. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was reading a, uh, an interview with Arnold Schwarzenegger, the, you know, the whatever most famous bodybuilder or whatever. And like, he was going over a period of his life where he actually felt that way. He was saying when he was like, when he turned 60, like his, his body wasn't what it used to be and it just depressed the hell out of him. Mm-hmm. And I just, that was almost validating to me. It's like, well, if, you know, if you were a chess star your whole life, it's not like once you turn 60, you just can't play chess anymore. I mean, I know there's cognitive decline that happens mm-hmm. and so forth, but like as an artist, I mean, do artists at some point just suddenly like look at themselves in the mirror and be like, Oh, I'm too old now. Like, I don't know. I, I, it's like, uh, Frank Rosetta had a stroke at one point and he lost the ability to use his right arm. Or his right hand. So he started drawing with his left hand. I don't know if you know that story at all or care. Yeah. But I mean, you know, old age can hit anyone in all these different ways. You can go blind and stuff. I just, I don't know. I just feel like physical prowess or, or attractiveness is, is a more transient thing.
0: Yeah, the, the, the as somewhat related uh hideo kojima just three days ago tweeted said uh, turned 58 years old today and although my body is failing me my creativity is not waning yet until my brain loses its creative power i'll continue to strive to create things that's my instinct and that's what i love to do thank you
1: i'm sad to hear him say his body is failing him <laughs> but uh yeah that's funny um he, he you probably
0: go. doesn't know what it's like to have my body
1: yeah <laughs> i remember actually my own my dad uh, we were just talking about getting older. This is a long time ago, but I, I, I think he had just turned 50 and I was asking what it was like to turn like 40 and 50 and all this. And he said, turning 40 was fine. doesn't matter. It's just a number. There's this societal you know, thing about 40. Um, but he didn't care, but he said 50 is when everything falls apart and starts to hurt. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm getting kinks in my neck and I'm in my thirties. so now I'm kind of terrified of turning 50. But <laughs> I don't know. If, if my, my creativity is still here, man, that's good enough yeah. for me. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's it's been kind of weird for me. I feel like I'm playing more games now than I used to just because I I wish I'd kept track of it more in my youth because, uh, you know, I have my spreadsheets and stuff and, and I don't have any data to actually compare whether or not I'm playing more. But I, I I mean, at least when I was in college, I remember beating, I think the most games I beat in a year was like 24 or something. Mm-hmm. And, and this year, I think I'm up to like 30-something uh, this year so far yeah i beat 31 games this year so far Mm -hmm. um and i don't know i feel like i'm i'm spending more time playing games because because like you said um it's it's easier when it's entertainment to just kind of drop in and do something at the end of a day when you're tired and stuff whereas like since i've had my kid i find it so much harder to make time for projects yep um Totally. I don't know. Like like you and I, before we had kids, we had tried doing uh, an indie game or two together and Mm -hmm. and we dedicated a good chunk of time each week to that. And while I was doing that, I was also going to the gym and I was also taking a post-secondary class and working full time. And I was going, uh, doing fencing and, and I was spending time with friends and it's like, now I basically have work and family and video games and, It's like, I find it really hard to make time for other stuff. Like, like two years ago, I think maybe three years ago, I, I did a freelance project where, um, I, I came up with a curriculum for a visual effects program for a college Mm -hmm. and, and it took me like, I don't know, four or five months to do this. And Mm -hmm. in order to do it, like I had to schedule with my wife, like I need you to take my son Every Saturday and every Sunday for like the six-hour window or something, so I have time to work. And it's like mm-hmm. the rest of the time, it's like I don't know. Like I, I think I started by uh, saying, uh, I guess it was last podcast I, I said how uh, the the temperatures had been really hot, so our kid was sleeping in the office with the air conditioning. Yeah. And uh, when we we finally got him back to his room, I stayed up till two a.m. to play video games because it was the first time I had access to my computer. <laughs> at yep. Night. Right. Yep. <laughs> Um it's it's kind of like that where like there's so many times where my kid gets out of bed after we tuck him in and comes looking for us like he's he's almost 7 years old and he's still getting a- out of bed almost twice a night. Wow. So it's it's hard to work on a project that I think I'm going to need any level of focus for mm-hmm. knowing yep. that there's a very high chance that I'm going to get interrupted.
1: Yep, you look at my life. That's my my day job, my everything. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yep. I think uh I- Sorry, go on.
0: No, no, no. Go ahead. I was just going to expand on that.
1: But well, I was just going to say, like, I, I think. I mean, it's easy to focus on the kid thing, and Mm -hmm. that's. I I feel like this conversation over the past uh, two or three years for me, I would have always focused on the kid thing, but now I'm, I'm finding like it's kind of like adulting attacks you from all angles, right? It's like you have Mm -hmm. kids and that eats up hours, even like, you know, a family, a spouse, like you want to spend time with them a reasonable amount of time. Maybe they're also like working person or something, but still you're not just going to ignore them. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, job, like as I've gotten more senior, I've gotten busier. Like there's just so many ways that time is eroding and it's almost like I look back at even when I was in Vancouver, uh, wow, it's been a long time, seven years ago. Um, Mm -hmm. it felt, I guess, I've I've never gotten more time. <laughs> like I think you're the nature of your job maybe, like you just like you go for you switch companies every few years and so I think you have less of like this monotonic kind of just change over time than me, maybe. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But like for me I just feel like, you know, I just get you know, my job scope goes up and so I just get busier and busier. Plus kids and it, it was always easy to think when the kids were younger, like, Oh, I'm so busy now, but when they get older I'm gonna get a breath and it's gonna be nice. And to some degree that's true. They get a little more routine and stuff, but like I think probably like what you're experiencing now, like I, I still, I, I'm actually scared for like elementary school and stuff where they're going to be going to programs and stuff. Like, that's great. I want to spend time with my kids, but like, I don't anticipate having any time because I have to bring them to their programs and go, you know, do stuff. It's just, it's life just attacks your time in so many ways, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess like the younger you are and the less you have going on, it feels like you're busy, but you're not really busy till, you know, like now I look back on those times and think, man, I wish I'd like use some of that time a little better.
0: Yeah yeah it's it's interesting because like um I am it's it's hard for me to track my time a little bit more because I spend so much of it with my my kid mm-hmm. these days um but like when I was working in Australia I felt like I worked a long time each week like I don't I don't remember how much crunch I was doing I remember I crunched as much as like ninety hours in a week oh wow um but, but that was only like a few weeks that I did that. I think it was much closer to like 50 mm-hmm. hour weeks on average. Um, <laughs> but you still had more time because you had no kids. And, and and I had a two hour, like I had a commute that I had to do every day, but I did have more time. And part of that was actually like I had no video games. Um, yeah, I, I didn't bring any consoles with me other than my DS Lite, I think. So I think I did play uh, the, the Kingdom Hearts game while i was in australia but i don't think i really played anything else Hmm. um and we spent so much of our times just like getting out and exploring and 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 seeing the the city that we were living in for the first time and i i like haven't done any tourism stuff at all really since coming to montreal it's been either work uh making time for freelance work or or uh kids kids Uh, and and i feel like i It's interesting because it's like this podcast that we do, um, for our audience of ourselves. Um, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's, it's a, it's something that I, I, I guess kind of is like going to the gym where I was saying like having a partner that forces me to do it allows me to do something that I, I really enjoy doing. Yep. And it's like, it's really (laughs) hard to, it's really hard to do something solo. Um, like we, we tried again, then this past year working on a, a Nintendo game together mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed doing that. And uh, for, for whatever reason, it's, it started to fall through uh, and and we all discontinued and I haven't picked up a new project like that. In the meantime, it's, it's, it's really tough to be motivated to do something like that entirely by yourself.
1: It's extremely massively diff- difficult. I remember when we were working on, the indie game company in vancouver Mm -hmm. and like there was some deadlines or whatever and we would like literally stay up till like four trying to get stuff in in -hmm. time right i think that was i mean i'm sure everyone's had this kind of experience or a lot of people have where it's like yeah it it, i don't know it sucks i guess you don't it's bad for your health but it was in a way like fun or enjoyable Mm -hmm. or like you know you feel great after it's done and part of that is because you're with people who are going through the same thing like you and i like stayed on an audio line or something i don't remember exactly just like pounding out features till like (laughs) 4 a.m. or something because there was deadlines mm-hmm. and it's like that would have sucked to just be alone in an apartment doing right to me. Yeah, um, uh, like it, some of these solo developers. um I mean, a lot of them talk about their starting uh, valley. Yeah, starting valley. Yeah, I mean, you you uh, read some of the earlier interviews with this guy and like it's all about his mental health and he makes some really interesting points, basically saying like you know it's very easy now to look back on everything and be like wow you have all these millions of dollars you're so successful it was so worth it. But he said like going through the experience of developing the game, he never knew it was going to be a hit for all he knew he could release it after five years of potentially just wasting his life and it would just fizzle and that's it. And now he has to go work at EA or something. Right. Um, <laughs> and like, I at least feel like if, if he was developing Stardew Valley with a friend or something, like, you know, yeah. they could fail together and be like, you know, laugh it not quite laugh it off, but like, it's an experience now. And there's times you could look back on it differently to, to do that solo would be a monumentous, monumental, uh, 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 I don't know, bucket of willpower.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's 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 brutal either way. I think I think like by doing it yourself, at least it's all on you, and and you don't have to worry about anyone else uh, dropping the ball on you. Yep. Uh, but because because that is difficult. Like I'm working on the Nintendo game, and I'm not doing any of the programming, right? So. I stick to my thing and I try to get it done. But then, if something else doesn't happen, it's it's just like okay, well, I'm I'm kind of helpless to to speed that up or or to help in any way. Yep. Um, whereas, you know, I, I guess that's also the advantage at the same time is like I can focus on my thing and and make it the best that I can without uh, having to sacrifice. Uh, and, and make my pixels rotate And <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think we have a tendency on this uh, podcast to, to refer to jokes from older conversations <laughs> yeah, we, we should do a whole podcast we should do a whole episode on um, like the pixel thing because that's definitely something I could bark at um, I, I agree with you I think it's I, I would just say it's very different like I, I feel like when you're solo there's no one to disappoint either there's no one to disappoint yeah. there's no one to be disappointed by there's no anything
0: yeah. and so
1: it works two ways where it's kind of stress-free, but then you, part of that is that there's not a motivation to continue or like you kind of just plod along at it, right? There's nothing motivating you to like step till four every night. And yeah. so the project maybe goes nowhere. Whereas like with other people, um, it, it moves forward generally, mm-hmm. hopefully, but then you have kind of that pressure and you have to arrange to like, you know, uh, meet up at times. And like, if you're going on a vacation, you have to tell people I'm going on vacation. Nothing's going to happen for this week. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you know, it's just a co-project of sorts. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's kind of, like, I would say that's definitely better. Like, stuff moves around. That's generally how the best things are built. Um, yeah. It's just, like, going, going back to the topic at hand, when you have a busy life and whatever, it can be really hard to... Like, I guess, like, it's just so much easier to fit a solo project in um, to a busy life than, like, a kind of a, a, a high-commitment project with yeah. others. The other thing, going back to the kid thing all the way back, I feel like... Um, at the very least, like before kids, even with a, a demanding day job, mm-hmm. for the most part, it was routine. Mm-hmm. Like kids are just such a, you know, like random things happen or somebody needs yeah. to go here or like uh, we had to bring my son to the hospital the other night. And, you know, that I, of course, I'm going to focus on that instead of like what I wanted to do that night. But, you know, yeah, if, yeah. if I had committed to something with someone that would have been canceled just because of that and like you just have a lot more of that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like I'm just randomly complaining not complaining randomly highlighting the fun yeah. the fun things of child raising but um well, definitely I, it's,
0: uh, I feel like it's trickier it. uh, in in our situations as well where um we are the vagabonds that move around like we don't have immediate family down yeah. the street to ever help with looking after the kids totally yeah um so that that's that's just it like evenings and weekends go to to that like there's n- there's never any relief particularly like during this pandemic like we haven't hired a babysitter uh th- through the pandemic right <laughs> we have
1: never once hired a babysitter
0: <laughs> we did um when we were in i mean we had a nanny mm-hmm. when we were in vancouver um and so I, I i don't remember exactly what the situations were but we we event we had uh, a babysitter that would help us out every now and then uh, but it's been 20, 2019, two years, 2018, I think is probably the last time we hired a babysitter. It's like we, we had someone who was, was a regular babysitter and then they graduated and we just never found a new one. I
1: see. We kind of had the double whammy. Like we, we
0: moved to a, another
1: country where mm-hmm. we didn't even have any parents from either side in the country. So in, the, in America, there's no parents at all. So that's mm-hmm. great when there's a pandemic and all the borders yeah. close. <laughs> but also because we chose to uh, raise our kids in Japanese first.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say.
1: That made it practically impossible to hire a babysitter even if we wanted to because yeah. they wouldn't be able to communicate with the kids. We actually at one point looked into hiring a Japanese babysitter. Yeah. And of course, there's barely any around. And the, yeah. we, we actually talked to one person and I don't know, it just kind of fell through. But um, yeah, that like even like even my own parents, like of course they could just call me and be like, uh, she's whining about something. But like, you know, it's it's still kind of it, it was uh tough. And there's two yeah. kids, so like,
0: yeah. That 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 language barrier thing, it's I mean, we have probably we're affected by that slightly just because we're in Montreal where it's it's English and French. And yeah. there were a reduced number of candidates simply because some people he only was. speak French. Mm-hmm. Um, or actually, I don't even remember. I think we were looking for people who did speak French, but we had difficulty talking to them. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like we wanted someone to speak French to our kid, but it's English to us. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you
1: wanted a bilingual person, yeah. basically,
0: right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's. I mean, the language thing is that's something that's uh, tricky with moving around as, as yeah. an adult too. Like I, I've considered jobs in Japan, um, and I, I I'm interest in putting in the effort into in learning Japanese, but uh, my wife has basically no foundation at all for mm-hmm. that. So it, it's a, a situation where like, how would she be able to have a career if we went there? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm totally diverging from the topic. But... <laughs> well, it's, it, I think it's the same. Like, I mean,
1: for us, I don't know. I've, I've always, I think if things were different, If, like, there's no languages, like, we would be very open to, like, like, it'd be cool to, I don't know, move to Singapore or move to somewhere in Europe or whatever. And it's just, like, the language thing. And you have to think of it the other way, right? Like, if we moved to Germany or something, how would we, like, what about our kids? Like, we want them to speak English and Japanese. What are we going to do? And how are we going to keep that up? And whatever, like, blah, 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 right? And so, like, and, like, there's always these ideas of, like, this inevitable return, I guess. Like, I always feel like if I was to move to, like, Germany, let's say I loved it, like, with a family like is is my wife gonna love it if she yeah. does are we gonna learn german like it's just i don't know at this stage in life it's just so hard to do that kind of thing i think
0: yeah so. yeah we're we're coming up on time now so uh there we go um all right let's 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 try to make uh, some time to edit this podcast that's, <laughs> that's, that's the next step there's the time, time man yeah <laughs> and the time and editing yeah
1: all right man till next time
0: all right cheers
1: yeah see ya